wonderful morning out there welcome to another live broadcast my name is Isaiah Phillips and King Tola. well we're starting a bit early this morning we want to thank God for his mercy once again his love and his grace I want to bless the Lord for awakening us once again to see the light of this glorious day before we go into what the Spirit of the Lord will have us proclaim and declare this morning I'd like to read a book of Sam Psalm 103 if you're joining us this morning you're welcome this is the Porter's Gate online broadcast this is the point this is the place where we converge where we share the heart of God the mind of God where we reveal the intentions of God for his church and of course for the nation we are a community of people who are designed to bring forth the prophetic intentions of God for this season in time our anchor is based on prayer we are intercessors we pray we seek the mind of God we're believing God for great things once again this morning. Of course, all that we, we do is establish upon the sure word of God that cannot fail. The word of God is life to us. The word of God is power to us. Let me read Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases who redeem your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfy your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his act to the children of Israel, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in love. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy to us, those who fear him. As far as the east from the west, so far he removed our transgression from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pity those who fear him. He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over, over it, and it's gone. And it, okay, let me stop here. I just felt I needed to read this psalm to you. It does something to me, particularly where he says, Where is that? Yeah. Let me take you from verse 6. The Lord execute righteousness and justice for all who, who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and is gracious. The Lord made his way known to Moses and the act to the children of Israel. What, what a day we live in. The day where God is revealing, is manifesting his ways to us. He's showing us his ways, not just his act thank God for the acts of God but we are in the day where we are 
tracking we are seeking to understand the ways of god because once we once we understand the ways of god it's easy for us amen to carry out the act that he has ordained for us so we pray this morning that once again his will find inroad and expression in our life i pray this morning that you and i will open our hearts will open our mind will open our thoughts will open every aspect of our being to what is known as the way of god the ways of god May his ways be known to you this morning. What, what is lacking in our day, in our time, particularly in the church, in the body of Christ, is the ways of God. Jesus said, I am the way. There is a way to that situation. There is a way, amen, to that challenge. There's a way to that issue. There is a way that the Lord has ordained, has designed, amen, for that seemingly, you know, complex challenge in our life. There's a way to that need. There's a way, amen, to meeting that need. This morning, we open ourselves to the ways of God. May He open our eyes of understanding. May He illuminate every aspect of our being so we can have Him an inroad into His ways. It has always been my prayer, my, my passion to want to know the ways of God. I love the acts of God. I appreciate the acts of God, but I seek to know His ways. And I pray this morning that as we begin this broadcast this morning, that your prayer and my prayer will be God. Open our hearts to your ways. Help us to see. Help us to know. Help us to understand. When we know your way, we cannot but to carry out your intentions and your desire. So, Father, this morning, as we begin this day, as we once again come before the table of your word, it's our prayer this morning that our heart, O oh God, be open to your ways, to your will, to your counsel, to your intentions, to your desire, to the things that you are saying to your church in this season and time to the things that you're revealing yes to your body we want to know your ways regarding yes father our nation we want to know your ways regarding oh father our community yes father our our homes family we want to know your ways regarding your church your body we want to know your ways this morning regarding every area of our life we open up to you deal with us as you desire thank you father this morning that once again our heart oh god is 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 open because indeed you are the one that is at work in us but to will and then to do even of your own good pleasure this morning we pray that your kingdom come let your will let your will let your will let your will there's something about your will that you take delight in that when we understand your will and we seek to carry it out you release your mercy for us to us yes to do it so we thank you once again this morning as we look into the sixth part, oh God, of this word that you have been expressing, that you've been sharing with us. I know when I listen to many of the teachings that we have done in the past few weeks, Lord, what a word, a word in season. That if we can lay hold of this truth and really apply them to our heart, there's no way we will not make a difference in our time, in our generation. And we dare to say that we are that company of people, Father, in this season in time that will indeed make an impact we will bring forth your will we will carry out your intention your will will prosper in our lives your will will prosper through our hands you will be glorified in us we thank you once again may the heavens be open over you wherever you're watching from this morning 
May the heavens, may the atmosphere over your space be open. Ah, may the word of God distill into your space. May the word of God flow into, yes, your heart. May the word of the Lord bring you to a new dimension, yes, of understanding. May wisdom build you up this morning. May you be established in the present truth. It is my prayer this morning that God's will, God's heart, God's mind and intention will be revealed to you that there will be no confusion in your life. That there will not be there will not be distortions of the things of the spirit ah, that you will handle the ways of God the word of God the will of God yes with the sacredness of your heart may God begin to walk into your heart this morning may he prepare you may he give you a place yes among them who have a standing before him may you have the desire this morning to eat of the living manna in the name of Jesus as you have been sanctified this morning indeed may you receive the call of fire from his altar may you be purified May he sanctify you through and through. May he wash you this morning by the washing of his water through his word. May his word bring you to the place of insight. May his word bring you to the place of ascended revelation. May Christ be magnified in you this morning. May his will in the name of Jesus, yes, be planted in every recess of your heart. May your faculties this day, yes, abide, yes, Lord, in the atmosphere of his word. May his word heal you. May his word restore you. May his word revive you. May his word empower you. May his word energize you. May his word bring you to the place where you are no longer double-minded. May his word bring you to the place where you are no longer double-minded. For the scripture says a double-minded person cannot receive anything from God. So may faith rise in your heart this morning. May faith rise in your heart this morning. By faith we understand. May faith rise in you this morning. Oh, I pray this morning. May faith rise in your heart. May faith rise in your heart. The faith of God. The faith of Christ. Yes. The faith that comes via righteousness. May faith rise in your heart this morning. May faith rise in you this morning. Yes. For without faith, the scripture says we cannot please the Father. I say may faith rise in you this morning. May you begin to walk. Yes. In the understanding of the demand of God this morning. May he hear his voice and may you respond in the name of Jesus. May faith bring you to the place, yes, of possibility. May you leave that realm, yes, that point, that place where the enemy says it's impossible. May you enter into the dimension of possibility with Christ, for with Christ nothing shall be impossible. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Even as we begin to pray and release faith, oh God, into the atmosphere, into your church, oh God, into, yes, the life of the saints across the globe, across the world, oh God, particularly in the life of our brother, oh God, and his wife, oh God, yes, Lord, in that hospital. Father, we thank you right now for your healing power. We release faith, corporate faith, and we declare in the name of Jesus that there is healing right now. There is healing right now for you. We pray for the Chuck family. There is healing for you. In the name of Jesus, there is hope for you. In the name of Jesus, for we declare your wife will live and not die to declare, to declare, to proclaim the goodness of God in the land of the living. Yes, you will not show your child. In the name of Jesus, we proclaim it, Father. We declare, oh God, as we seek, we declare life, oh God, be administered to this body. In Jesus' name, Father, we are people of faith and we release our faith, oh God. We deposit our faith for the healing oh God of this woman in the name of Jesus we thank you we honor you for it's not by might it's not by power 
Your spirit is what we trust. Your spirit is what we depend on. Holy Spirit, we, we trust in you. Help our unbelief. Help our unbelief, oh God. We pray in the name of Jesus that your word, your living word, your word that cannot be stopped, not by time, not by geographical boundary, not by the opinions of men, not by what <laughs> the verdict of the doctors. No, your word, oh God, let it flow. Jesus, you are the word made flesh. We thank you for your word right now. In the name of Jesus, bring in perfection, bring in healing, bring in deliverance. Lord, as we claim our healing, we claim healing, oh God, for as many out there, oh God, who need your healing. We join faith and we proclaim right now that there is a manifestation of the spirit of God. There is a manifestation of the word of life. There is a manifestation of grace. Father, we thank you right now. Your church is rising. We are rising from that state, oh God. Yes, Lord. From that dromedary. We are rising, oh God, from that weakness. We are rising from that state of fear. We are rising from that condition, oh God. Yes, Father, of lameness. We are rising from that state of dryness, halaba. We are rising from that position, oh God, of, of defeat, halaba, kiondo. We are rising from that place, oh God. Yes, Father, of, of nothing, of lack. We are rising from that place, oh God, of apathy. We are rising from that place, from that realm oh god yes where we we no longer care we're rising to a new day of faith we're people of faith you say this tree shall abide love faith and hope we thank you right now that there's a release of the spirit of faith there's a release of the spirit of love there's a release for hope in the name of jesus in the name of yeshua we're rising up rising up you are our help our ebenezer we're rising to your help rising up jesus as you stretch forth your hand to us yes that man that has been at the gate beautiful for 38 years adorable father we rise up this day in the name of jesus every limbness every weakness every sense of discouragement every sense of doubt and fear oh god every sense of impossibility we rise up in the name of jesus as we hear your hand we stretch our hand father we declare lord no we are no longer seeking for arms no we seek for your hand we seek for your hand in the name of jesus we seek for your hand we rise up in the name of jesus lord as blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, rose up and cast off and cast off his garment of blindness. Father, we cast off the garment, O oh God, of blindness. We cast off the garment, O oh God, yes, of ignorance. We cast off the garment, O oh God, of weakness. We cast off the garment of fear. We cast off the garment of one being defeated. We cast off the garment of the opinions of men. We rise up this day as we hear the voice that says, Come, the master call it. Come, Father, we rise up. The word declares that blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, got up. He cast off his garment and he ran to you, not minding if he's naked. All he wants is his sight. When we, when our sight is restored, your glory, Father, is restored. We bless your holy name this day for what your spirit is doing across your church within our heart, oh God. Thank you, Lord, that we are no longer in that state of weakness. We're no longer in that state of I don't care. We are rising up. We're taking our place of responsibility. Father, we are the gatekeepers. We are the portal. We are the one position at the gate we exercise yes 
judicial authority. We exercise judicial authority. We proclaim this morning, O oh God, that the laws will go forth out of Zion. Your will will find expression in the name of Jesus over the firmament, over the atmosphere, in the lives of, of men and women. Oh God, we speak, O oh God, to your, to, your, to your church. We speak to your leaders, O oh God, as you should reveal to me in the vision of one who have a standing before you. And you said, this is, this is a pattern that I want you to see and I want you to believe and build. That among the obscurity, there are those who are tracking me, who are walking with me. He's a shepherd. He loves my people. So, Father, we thank you. As we borrow pattern from this, oh God, we begin to pray, oh God, that you will restore the heart of your leaders again. Give us, give us, give us a heart of a shepherd. You say you will give us, you will give your church, yes, men who will feed your people with knowledge. We can only feed where we have love. So help us to love the, the body again. Help us to love your church. Help us, oh God, help your church to wake up every aspect of the body to wake up and begin to function in the authority, in the power, in the spirit, uh, in the word, oh God, in the grace that you have ordained for this glorious day. For you will always have for yourself a people in every generation. For you have not left yourself without a witness. Thank you for the company of the witness rising up. Thank you, Father, for the company of them that are witness to this generation. No matter, oh God, yes, what is going on out there, you have a company that is more than able. You have, yes, a selected few. You have those, yes, Father, that you have called a remnant, oh God. They are taking their place right now at the gate. They are building. They are restoring in the name of Jesus. They are beginning the work of renovation. We bless your holy name right now as we take our stand, as you continue Continue to speak to us and minister to us, oh Father. We take our stand at the potter's gate. We take our stand, oh God. Yes, Father, in this place, oh Father. We take our stand in this house, oh God, of Zadok. We take our place, oh Father, in this place of your glory. We take our, our stand and we declare, may, oh God, your will find inroad. May your will find expression. May your heart begin to cry for God more than ever before. May there be a stirring, a stirring, a cry and hunger for God more than ever before. May there be a stirring, O oh God. May there be a quickening, O oh God. May the heart of men and women, O oh God, begin to long for the days of your spirit. May there be a pushing into the day, O oh God, yes, Father, of your intention. The day where you said in the last day, you will pour out your spirit. May there be a people right now, yes, Father, pulsating, yearning, longing, panting to us, O oh God, the receiving of the outpouring of your spirit. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Let them begin to turn up as light. All over the continent. Let them begin to turn up. Men searching, seeking. Yes. They say, for we have found the Messiah. We have found the Messiah. Amidst the contradiction. Amidst the doubt of the days. They say, can anything good come out of Nazareth? But something good in this. In fact, something beyond good came out of Nazareth. So we thank you, Father, that this day there are people. Yes, men and women coming up, popping up, wherever they are right now. We release as we pray, Father. We also release resources, O oh God, to prepare you, O oh God. Yes, Father. The next generation of men and women, O oh God, who have the ability, who have the capacity 
capacity yes father in total trust to God in your voice to rise up to take their place oh God you said Moses my servant is dead Lord we celebrate Moses but we come into the day of Joshua in the name of Jesus, we celebrate Moses. We celebrate how far, thus far Moses has brought us. But Father, we declare it's a brand new day. A people who have remained and abide in the, in the temple, in your presence, oh God, are now ready, yes, Father, to take the baton, to take the shield, to take the sword. Yes, Father, in, in leadership, to lead your people to the place of your next intention. So we thank you for the spirit of Joshua. He said, be strong and be of good courage. We thank you, Spirit of the Lord, for the Spirit of Joshua. We're coming. The Spirit of Joshua is falling upon you. The Spirit, yes, of might, the Spirit of courage. He said, be strong, Joshua. Be strong and be of good courage. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we honor your name. We glorify you, O God. This is the day. This is the hour. This is the moment, O God. A Joshua generation and arising, O God. You said, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to you. Father, we receive this word. As a generation dies, oh God, and we celebrate that, that generation, that mosaic order, Father. Now we have come, oh God, into a new day of covenant, a new day of strength, a new position, oh God, of ability and capability. Father, we take our place, oh God. Yes, Father, we thank you, Father, that a generation born in your presence. Your word declares that Joshua, after Moses leaves the temple, Joshua will abide. Father, we thank you, oh God, that you have raised for yourself, you have prepared for yourself a people in this season, oh God, who are more than able because your spirit, yes, has found them. Your spirit has prepared them. Your spirit has enabled them. We thank you, O oh God. The world have not seen this yet. Not even the church understand this. Where has this one come from? Who are this one? We thank you, O oh God, for a company of them that are coming out of the wilderness. They are coming, O oh God, out of their caves. They are coming, O oh God, out of the caves of the cyber world. They are coming out, O oh God, out of the out of the cave, O oh God, of nothingness, out of the cave of, of being hidden, they are coming out. Father, we honor your holy name for a new order of priest emerging in this new day. A priest that can war, a priest with capacity, O oh God. Yes, Father. A priest like the order of Zadok, O oh God. A priest, O oh God, that, is, that can lead, that can build. A priest, O oh God, with understanding. A priest with governmental spirit. A priest, O oh God, who can fulfill your intention. We thank you. Moses, my servant is dead. Now you, Joshua, rise up. You and the people, take them across this Jordan. Father, we thank you. We, are, we have overcome the spirit of death. <laughs> we have overcome the spirit of death. You said to me this morning, you do not need to be afraid of death. You have overcome. Because I have overcome death. So we thank you this morning. Only the spirit of death can hold people back from entering into the possibilities of your spirit. 
So, Father, we thank you that we have overcome death. Jordan is the place where we conquer death. Yes, to as many that are baptized into you in Jordan have conquered death. Thank you, Father Lord, that we are baptized, oh God, into life. We have conquered death. Take them across this Jordan. Ah, it was when they crossed Jordan that Elijah said to Elisha, Now ask, ask what you need, ask what you desire. Father, we thank you. We have overcome death. We have come from death to life. In the name of Jesus, a Joshua generation, yes, must overcome death. Must overcome death. Must overcome death. How do we overcome death? By taking our cross. By embracing our circumcision. Lord, we thank you. We have overcome death. We are not afraid. You have not given to us the spirit of, of fear. No, we have overcome death. We have entered into life. We enter into the act of living in the name of Jesus. We enter into the act of living in the name of Jesus. We enter into the act of living in the name of Yeshua. We enter into the realm, into the reality where we can carry out, where we can manifest, where we can showcase and display the intentions of God. We honor you, O oh God. We honor you, O oh God. Life is what we receive for our for ourselves, for our loved ones, for family. Yes, for our community. Life, life, life is beyond just living. Life is creative. Life is productivity. Life is capacity. Life is strategy. Life is the ability to break through. Life is mobility. We receive life. We receive life. Life is revelation. Life is mystical. Thank you. We receive life. Life is light. Jesus, you are the life that grants us light. We receive life. We have crossed into light. We have crossed into capacity, into tenacity. We have crossed into faith. We have crossed into grace. We have crossed into strength. We've crossed in the name of Jesus into mobility. We have crossed into visions and revelation. We have crossed this day in Jesus' name. We are bringing forth, oh God, yes, Lord, as a Joshua generation, a leadership generation, bringing out a people into the place of your divine intention. We cross into life in Jesus' name. We thank you. We honor you. We glorify your holy name. Thank you, Father, for your mercy that is renewed once again in our life, in our space this morning. We changed from one dimension of glory to another. We thank you, Lord, this morning that we can hear, we can see your activities in the earth. We thank you for the leading of your spirit. You're guiding our path. You're leading our path to the place of your good intention. We bless your holy name. Eyes have not seen the things that you're already doing. Ears have not heard it. Yes, Lord. The heart of man has not come to even begin to understand these things. We embrace these things from afar. Yes, as the patriarch embraced, yes, Father, their day from afar. We embrace this day. We embrace these speakings. We embrace, oh God, these prophetic impressions in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We are positioned on the wall, oh God. We are able to see the things that are coming from afar. We thank you. We honor your holy name. We are adjusted. Yes, we have been adjusted. Your will is finding inroad and expression in our life. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for rest. We thank you, Father, for grace. We thank you, Father, for truth. Oh, God. Yes, Father. The power of truth breaking. Yes, in the name of Jesus. The counsel 
of darkness. No lie is found on truth. You cannot find a lie in truth. Truth is pure. Truth is holy. Truth is life. We bless you, O God. We honor you for the power of resurrection. Because we have crossed Jordan. We thank you, O God. Worthy are you, Lamb of God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Hallelujah. All right. Well, we bless the Lord for that time of prayer and intercession. Just praying the heart of God and praying the will of God into our space, into our, into our lives. I believe God for great things. Amen. We'll continue to pray. We'll continue to believe God for great things. Amen. We are pushing forward. We are moving forward. We are carrying the people. As we have read in the book of Joshua, the Lord said, Moses, my servant is dead. That move, that order, that you know, grace, that system uh, you know, has come to a place you know, of, of being halted. Now you have to take the people to the next dimension. And that is God for, for you, friends. We have to. We have to. It's our day. It's our time. It's our responsibility. Amen. To begin to pioneer. To begin to you know, chart a new path. To begin to give clarity and direction to the church. And that's what we're doing here at the Potter's Gate. If you're, if you're connected to us, if you're joining us, you will. I'm sure by now you must have noticed that we have a desire. We have a burden for the church, for the body of Christ. As we have a desire for this nation, of course. Right, but we have a we have a passion. We our desire is to see that the will of God, Amen, find expression within every heart, within every mind, within every life, Amen, within cities and nations. So this is why we do what we do. Our prayers motivated to us, Amen. The place of of galvanizing the heart of men to seek the Lord, Amen. Our prayer is 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 derived from, Amen. Our passion for the restoration of of. Of the nations back to God. We want the nations to come to light. We want the body of Christ to rise up. Amen. And carry out our ordained function. So the Lord has been speaking to us. And we have been listening. We have been hearing. If you have not been listening. I want you to go back. Amen. To many of the things that we've been talking about. It's amazing the way God speaks to us. And I, I thank God for the grace. And the you know the wisdom to be able to. If you will have that multi-dimensional of grace to be able to you know track the mind of god amen god is saying something to us tomorrow is saying something else amen that that is you know kind of emphasizing or you know uh, uh, um you know, you know, uh, uh, if you will, you know, correcting or, you know, even realigning or sometimes, all right, you know, confirming the things he said to us in the past. If you, if you, if you, if you, if you follow, you will notice that everything that we've been talking about are all interlinked. They are all interconnected. Why? Because he's building his church. All right. So these are messages. These are words, amen, to build, amen, the body of Christ. And that's why, or I believe the Lord is taking us just be beyond, you know, the, the, the prophetic. The prophetic is the arrowhead of what we stand for but what we are proclaiming amen is beyond the prophetic is 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 the entire counsel of god and that's why i don't want people to be limited amen to our ministry by just calling me a prophet all right yes i'm a prophet but the, the prophetic is just one aspect of what we represent it's, it's an important aspect, yes. It's, 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 it's the heartbeat of what we represent, but it is not what we represent. We represent Christ. 
Hallelujah. We represent Christ. Amen. The prophetic is very important because the spirit of Christ itself, amen, is a, is a prophetic spirit. The testimony, amen, of, of Christ. The, the, you know, the testimony of Christ, the spirit of Christ is the testimony of prophecy. All right. So we understand that, but we want the church to begin to move beyond just, you know, the, 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 the confine of, of just one gift or office. We want to believe God, amen, for the grace, the full realities of Christ's life so that we can perform perfect the church one gift one grace one ministry one office cannot amen bring perfection to the church so we want to steer the heart of, of of our followers of our members amen to walk to understand amen the the, the the idea amen of them being built up to be able to fulfill god's intention all right that is one the next thing that we've been emphasizing or we've been focusing on amen is built on the backdrop amen of if you will the, the decimal uh, 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 you know uh, uh, mistakes or failure of the church amen in the past few decades now all right so we 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 the things that we are dealing with we're talking about deals with correction deals with realignment deals with amen restoring deals with amen the church coming back to a place relocating amen our essence of existence these are the things that we are emphasizing. I guess somebody needs to hear this this morning. If you're listening, if you're watching, maybe the Lord, amen, is, is emphasizing this truth again. So you can have, amen, you know, context and perspective to why we do what we do. This is not just a word that we throw around. We don't just wake up one morning and decide, okay, this is what we're going to preach. No, we, we, we're preaching base. We're teaching base, amen, on the emphasis of God in the restoration, in the reformation, amen, in the realignment of his church. And we Say that is not going to be an easy thing because when 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 the bone structure i mean it's one thing for you to be sick but if your bone structure amen is dysfunctional or you are sick within your bone structure i mean that requires you know the the, the, the skill of one amen who can correct that and that is not an easy thing all right because you, you know that when something is is, is bent you understand uh, is out of shape it's very difficult to you know to you know to reshape it back to order so we don't want to be too hard so that we don't break it, all right? We want to correct it. We don't want to break the church. We want to correct the church. We want to realign the church so that the church, amen, can function. And so many people are already broken in the church, all right? But we, we believe God for healing. We believe God for healing. And I'm saying this, all right, out of personal experience and, of course, from the things that we've seen that we've studied, all right? But I believe that the, amen, that the Lord, amen, is doing a work in our day. And that's why he's emphasizing, he's telling us, amen, to come back to risk. You know, Abba Cook said to us, return to him. If you return to him, he will return to you. So, you know, some people, are, some people even have gone too far to the point that they believe that they cannot return. But I believe everyone can return. I believe this voice, this prophetic sound that you're hearing, amen, can return you back to the place, amen, of functionality, to the place of accuracy. And all of that begins from, amen, you relocating your place in the heart of the Father. You, you, you restoring that altar that has been broken. Remember, we did, amen, the concept of coming out of the ark. And we took time to, to speak about the restoration of the, of the altar. It's, it's from that point, it's from that place that every other thing that we are going to do, amen will be carried out but remember before we do amen we have to first be so we're dealing with amen the concept of our being our standing before the father we're dealing with the issues of righteousness we're dealing with the issues of righteousness righteousness is not just an act amen of being holy of being pious no righteousness amen is to have an agreement a standing before the lord 
Righteousness, amen, is having a standing. It's being able to stand before the Lord. When you stand before the Lord, you will see his face, amen. You will see his intention. You will see his desire. You will see his counsel, hallelujah. Righteousness is not just some act, some good act you carry out. That's important, but that is not righteousness. The definition of righteousness, amen, is to have a standing before the Lord. When you have a standing before the Lord, amen, you can face any human being. You can face any system. You can face any challenge. Have you noticed that, amen, those who went before us, amen, they had a standing before the Lord. And that's why they were not afraid. They were not afraid of death. <laughs> they were not afraid of the valley of the king. They were not afraid of error. They were not afraid of anyone. They were not afraid of Caesar. They were not afraid of Nero, amen. They were not afraid of Pharaoh. They were not afraid, amen. They were not afraid. I need to repeat that they were not afraid. Why? Because they had had a standing before God. It is important that we continually emphasize our place, our position, amen, of stand. We have to know where we stand. We have to choose this day where we want to stand. You cannot stand outside of God and you think you're going to have victory. No. He is the rock, amen, that we stand upon. He is a rock of all ages, amen. From the age of the first century, amen, till this 21st century, amen, until the, the next, God knows, you know, the, 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 the 50th century, if the Lord tarries, amen, Christ will still be the rock. The rock means solidity, stability, amen, unshakable, unmovable, amen. No matter how advance amen that season that generation may be no matter the technological advancement amen men may be flying in those days who don't you know in the, in the days amen of let's say you know 2030 you, you may be having all kinds of technology that will kind of blow the mind even in that christ is still the rock as long as there are human beings on earth, we need to, amen, emphasize, amen, that the reality of Christ, amen, cannot be eroded. <laughs> that the realities of Christ cannot be eroded. So we have to continually emphasize that we must, even in times like this, no matter what somebody says, no matter what prediction is out there regarding the, you know, the, 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 the third, uh, uh, um, in a wave of corona that is coming you, you you don't live to you don't need to live your life in the fear of what you know some men or some media or some god knows what are pro promoting out there no amen this is our newspaper this is amen where we draw strength and grace from it's a rule down in the midst of the enemy hallelujah this is our own day of execution so we are not afraid of the verdict of the king we're not afraid amen of what this mortal man says they are, these are just you know mortal men they, they are men that I is today, you know. I was reading a scripture yesterday. He said, "Man is like a dust." In fact, we read we we, we read a scripture this morning. All right, he said, "Man is like a dust. He's like a flower. Today he is, tomorrow he's no more." So why should we live our life, amen, within the within the boundary of what somebody predict? Why we have, amen, the word of God? We have the script. We've read the script. We know the end. Hallelujah. We know the end of the movie. <laughs> I'm just encouraging you. I want you to understand, amen, our position here. All right? Our position here, amen, is that we know what God, amen, expect to see. As it were in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Are we in that day? Yes, we are in that day. So we have a clarity. We have an understanding of how to live life. We just need to study Noah. Amen. We just need to study Elijah. We just need to study a man by the name Enoch who walked with God and missed the contradictions of his day. He lived, amen, within, amen, the environment of, of men still, you know, getting angry and still feeling, you know, disappointed about what happened in the garden. I'm talking about Enoch. Yes. 
That was the environment that you know Enoch walked. You know, it was still fresh in the mind of men how Adam and Eve fell and all of that and all of that. But one and miss decide I'm gonna walk with God. That's who we are. We are the company of the few. We are the company of the few. Amen. He called them the remnant. There's a remnant that God, amen, has set aside for himself. In every generation, the Lord has himself a witness. I'm part of that witness. I hope you're part of them. And as we continue to understand this, friends, we draw grace, we draw strength. Not from the environment, amen, but from the life within us. Remember, the Bible says eternity is within us. The universe is within us. If you want to get inspired, look into the word of God, amen, and look at what God is doing. There is a walk that God is walking within you, amen. There is a glory that is about to be revealed from within you. Let your faith be redirected. Many of us in the church, our faith, amen, has been dwarfed. Our faith has been dingling. Our faith has been like yo-yo up and down. Uh, in fact, some of us, we've lost faith. Why? Because we have fed so much on the news of the world. We've fed so much, amen, on what, you know, somebody is saying, some, what somebody is predicting, amen. We, we, we have fed our life based, amen, on the opinions of men. We've allowed tradition, religion, amen, to define to us what Christianity is. And many people have been disappointed, and that's why the Lord is giving us this prophetic word and calling us out. We've got to come out, amen, of, of all of this, you know, falsehood, amen, and begin to focus on what the word of God says. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not a stroke of the word will go unfulfilled. So where do you want to put your hope? If you want faith to rise in your heart again, you see, when faith rises in your heart, you'll be full of joy. You'll be full of hope. You'll be full of life. When faith, when the faith of God rises in you, you will see the world, amen, as, as, as a valley. You know, you just look at everything because you're standing tall. You're not dwarfed. You're supposed to be that mountain of the Lord's house that God is building. Remember Isaiah chapter 2. That is, that is the foundation of this ministry. Isaiah chapter 2. In the last day, the mountain of the... In fact, let me quickly read it while I'm on this. It is important we remind ourselves the Lord is speaking to us and we have to have the earing ears. We have to have the earing ears to hear. Amen. This is, this is what Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw. This is where this ministry, our ministry on Potter's God is established. Amen. On this, there are several scriptures that our ministry is built upon. But this one, amen, is the main scripture. This is where we got, amen, our matching order from. If you want to ask Isaiah, what, what scripture, amen, does your ministry, amen, uh, uh, depend on? I will tell you Isaiah chapter 2, amen, that is it. But we've got several other ministries, like the podcast that we're doing right now, all right? We have, a, we have the word, amen, that is... You see, you've got to have a word for everything that your life stands for, everything that you do, because the word of God is what gives us life. You see, somebody says, what gives you, amen, the motivation of, of, of you know, of, of broadcasting, of podcasting, I'll tell you. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed, Acts chapter 11, verse 20. All right, you've got to have a word. You have to have a word for your children. What, what word are you tracking over your, over your, over your son, over your daughter? You, there has to be a word, amen, that is keeping your business, that is keeping your community. You must have a word for your church. Uh, you understand? I'm not just talking about picking any word in the scripture. No, I'm talking about something that when you when you start praying, there, there's a leaping up, there's there's a staring up. Every time you read that word, every time I read Isaiah chapter two, I feel like I can take the world. <laughs> I feel like I can take the world. I can take the world. I'm not afraid. Why? Because this is God's prophetic word for this mandate for this ministry. 
So I'm not afraid. I can go into any, any place in the world and ex, ex, establish the counsels of God. Why? Because the Lord has spoken. You see, these are not just words. Written word must become revelation to us. Written word must become revelation to us. You see, when Jesus said it is written, he wasn't just quoting scripture. He knew what was written. Amen. When you take what was written and apply it to the situations of life, amen, God has spoken. Because God and his word are one. God, God's word cannot be separated from the one who spoke it. Amen. God's word is God speaking. Hallelujah. God's word is God speaking. So what word are you standing upon? I told you when I had ulcer years ago, years ago, I had to stand, amen, on Isaiah 53. He took my pain and my infirmity. That's a word for, for healing, you know that. Okay, so let's look at Isaiah chapter 2. This is what, amen, Isaiah the son of Amos saw. He saw it. So it wasn't something that, you know, had happened, but it was a vision. It was something, amen, that was to come. That's why I told you, amen, if we begin to move out of, you know, the little myopic understanding people have about the ministry of the prophetic, and you begin to expand, amen, the, the, the vision of, of, of your prophetic understanding, you will come into the day that is called, amen, the government of God. Because that is what God intends, amen, us to come into. He wants us to represent his government in the earth. And to do that, you cannot live your life, amen, on the definition of how people define, amen, the prophetic. You, can, you cannot live life, amen, from that little myopic understanding. You understand? We have to begin to have a broad understanding, an insightful understanding, amen. We have to have what I call, amen, the, the, the 360 degrees understanding of the things of God. We must become like the cherubims. By now, I'm sure you, you, you're tired of me using the, you know, the, the illustration of the cherubim because that, to me, that captures everything. You have to have the four-faced dimension of the things of God. You must be able to see from every angle, amen. The things of God are multidimensional. They are multifaceted, amen. You've got to see, amen, from the face of the man, from the face of an eagle, from the face of a calf. You must have, amen, and holistic and all of that must be speaking into the will of God for your life so that you move. The Bible says, amen, that uh, when that will move, all the face move. Remember, they all had wings. They all could fly. Amen. But all of the things that they can do, their ability, their capacity, their creativity, amen, has been swallowed up, amen, in one will, the will of Christ. The wheel of Christ. Remember the wheel in the wheel. <laughs> uh, one of these days we'll preach on that, amen, on, on that concept in Ezekiel. We've been talking about that for years in Nigeria, but I just feel that, you know, we, 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 we need to begin to come into this truth, amen. We have to come into fullness. This is the day of divine convergence. God is bringing us, amen, into full reality. We must come into the full man-child, amen. Except, amen, the child comes of age. He's no better than a slave. <clears throat> He's not better than a slave because he's still under tutors. He's still under teachers. He's still under instructions. And that's where the church is. But we have to leave this realm and come into a day of sonship. Sonship is not somebody ruling over your life. Sonship is when you come into maturity. Amen. When you come into the teleos order. That's sonship. Amen. It's not, it's not you carrying somebody's Bible all around and say, oh, that's my spiritual father. That's not, that's not sonship. That's not sonship. I'll repeat it again. That is not sonship. Sonship is when, amen, you come into certain dimension in Christ. When you come into certain reality in Christ, guess what? You will not find it difficult to serve a man of God if you need to. It won't be an issue. Amen. 
You won't need to bribe your way. You won't need to. You will not even need the man to give you an office for you for you to become a son in the house. Because when we say that's a son in the house, you know, you, you it's because they are faithful to certain things outside of Christ. Sonship is when Christ is formed in men. There are dimensions that we are coming into in Christ. We preach sonship, but our concept of sonship is different from what people are talking about out there. It's not that many people that follow you. It's not that many people you that follow you to a meeting. All right, <laughs> say these are my sons. <laughs> <laughs> that is far from the truth far from the truth far from the truth I said sonship is not how many how many member of your church that follows you out on a conference to a meeting to go boss I've got you know uh, you know five sons yeah. it's a day where we have to the Lord gave me a vision early hours of today I saw this man of God I, I know the man, but I, I don't know him personally. And I saw this man in my vision. The Lord began to speak to me about this man. And they said, this is a true shepherd. He's sick. He, he has an impediment. He has you know, an issue. But nobody knows. He's still doing my work. And he will lead my people to, you know, the, to, to an old age. And I saw this man in his gray hair, you know, loving the people. Praying for the people, you know, but not compromising the word. And the Lord said to me, this is a pattern. I mean, I was encouraged when I woke up. I was encouraged. So God is speaking to us. He's speaking to us about his church. I know this is a time of healing. It's a time of restoration. But it's also a time of correction. It's a time amen, of realignment. It's a time where we have to, amen, be deliberate. We have to be, you know, be, 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 be precise, amen. We have to make up our mind. Don't let, amen, the things you've been through, you've gone through, you've heard, amen, about the church, amen, fool you and, and lead you away. <laughs> Outside of Christ, I tell you, it's going to be dark. Outside of Christ is hell. So we have to begin to find, amen, the blueprint, the right pattern of building God's intention for our day, for our time. There's a mountain, amen, of the house of the Lord. When you pray, amen, you begin to grow in the spirit. When you pray, amen, you are, you are, you are growing in inch, hallelujah. You're growing in height. When you pray, something about your spirit gets to, uh, you know, uh, uh, expand, you know, you, 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 you grow to accommodate the things of the spirit. Some people cannot accommodate the things of the spirit. They cannot. Why? Because they have not created the capacity. The spiritual capacity. They don't have the spiritual you know, uh, uh, quest. They are not passionate. They are not hungry enough. They are too weak. They are, they are too, you know, you know, uh, too casual about the things of God. That's why, amen, the, the things of God always look strange to them. Always look like, wow. You know, because they have not brought themselves to a level, to a place where God can speak to them or even use them. But they're in the house, they're in the church, but they're not growing in the spirit of the house. They're not growing within, amen, what God is saying and declaring. God is building, amen, in this season, the mountain, amen, of his house. Yes, this is what Isaiah, the son of, amen, Amos saw. Concerning Judah, amen, and Jerusalem. Concerning Judah and where? Jerusalem. Judah, amen, 
is the place where kings are born. Jerusalem is the place of rulership. <laughs> Judah is a place where praises, amen, the things of God are hashed, but then they are administrated, amen, where? In Jerusalem. Jesus came from the tribe of Judah. Jesus came from the tribe of Judah. Jesus was born from the tribe of Judah. You can trace it. You can trace the birth of our Lord, amen, to the tribe of Judah. It was from the lineage of David. Amen. As Ruth was from the lineage of David. There's something about your tribe. That's why when we speak, we speak about our tribe. We have to understand where we come from. We are from the spiritual Judah. Amen. There is praise in the house. Praise is not just making noise. It's a state of being. Praise is not just about the noise we make. It's good to make joyful noise. I'm not saying we shouldn't make joyful noise. But I'm saying it's not about joyful noise. Because there's all kinds of noise that are not joyful. There are all kinds of noise, amen, that, that are not coherent, amen, to the sound of heaven. We have to understand the things of God must be tracked, amen, in the spirit, amen, of God's prophetic design. Judah. And Jerusalem. Remember yesterday, it was yesterday, yesterday we talked about Jerusalem. The place, amen, of the birth, the place of the releasing of the things of God. Yes. Jesus told them, tarry in Jerusalem. We're still on this. We're still on this. We're retracting. We're relocating. We're redefining, amen, where we are going to advance the things of God from. We have to fix Jerusalem if we are going to, amen. Because it's in Jerusalem that, amen, our sense of, amen, ability and grace to rise above Babylon. Remember, Babylon too is a, is a tower. Babylon too is a tower. Men in Babylon, amen, built towers. They, are, they, they also have mountains. You see it there. It's there in the scripture. So don't just think you are the only one rising. There are all kinds of things rising up. That's why we talk about, amen, the coming of the kingdom of God and the rising of, you know, kingdoms. Let's not make the mistake of just talking about, amen, the concept of the kingdom of God. Why, amen, we, we, we neglect other kingdoms to our detriment, to our detriment. Alright, the more we understand what, what kingdoms are rising, amen, the more we have the ability and the grace and the revelation to know what we're dealing with. The reason to have an understanding of these kingdoms, you know, you know, springing up, amen, is for us to know how to be prepared. Lest, lest, you, lest you send a child to go deal with the work of a, of a son. You know what I've said? Lest you send, amen, a novice, a child, amen. To go deal with something that are designed for sons. Only sons have the spirit, amen, to kill the Goliath. Why? Because they have been trained to kill bears and lions. Alright? That is very important. We have to understand that the Lord takes us from one dimension to another. You, you understand this, friends? Do you, are you tracking with me this morning? This is very important. This, these are all dimensions that has to be well seated within the structures of your spirit, man. You understand this? When you see a man, amen, that is mountainous, walking, it may look very, it may look, it may look like something <laughs> that comes out of the dustbin. <laughs> but if you can track his spirit, uh, he will know when to give honor and respect. All right? 
Those nonsense things that we look at men and we see, you know, their big cars and we honor them because of their big cars. Come on. Those days are over. Those are immature days. Those days are over. Now we have to have discernment to track, the, you know, the mighty men among us. They say, they say, you know, great, great, mighty man. You know, Gideon was looking around and said, Who, you can't be talking to me. Great. Come on. We have to have the understanding. We have to see when you meet people online, when you when you come across certain people online, you've got to have the discernment to know. Yeah, these are these are the ones tracking God, not noisemakers. Not people trying to, you know, buy, you know, influence by what they have done. You know, by physical things that they've built. No, no. Now we have to have the spirit. We have to have discernment. It must be sharp. It must be mature. You see, this is, this is the day of the Lord. Only mature sons will be able to carry the intentions of the father to, to the finish. So we have to understand when we say mature son, we have to understand what that means. We can no longer be novice in the things of the spirit. Amen. We can no longer be children in the things of the spirit. It's a day to rise up. It's a day to represent. So Amos, the son of Amos, amen, Isaiah, he saw this concerning who? Concerning Judah and Jerusalem. You've got to track what these two, two names mean. And I've just explained that to you. He saw, he said, in the last day, what day? In the last day, which day? This day. This is the day that Isaiah saw. Isaiah saw this day. Isaiah saw this day. Isaiah saw, amen, this day. If Isaiah was alive, amen, he will be, he will be, he will be explaining the things he saw. He saw this day. Aren't you glad that you're alive this day? Don't defy the prophecy to a future. Claim the word of God for today. Did you hear what I just said now by the Spirit? Don't defy the prophecy to a future. Claim the word for today. Today, if you hear his voice that said, harden not your heart. To harden your heart amen, is to express doubt. Can God be saying this to me today? Can, can this word be relating? You know, one of the problems we have, we have had in the church is the spirit of deferring. We defy things. Oh, it's for the future. That nonsense idea that we have brought into the church. Eschatological mindset. I believe in eschatology. I study eschatology. But you have to understand that there is something, amen, about prophecy, amen, that gets to be fulfilled, you know, on a, on a continual, amen, progressive level. I discovered that our prophecy. That's why people, you, you know, you, know you, can, you can miss God just like this. God can give a word, amen. But the, like I always say, it's the place of interpretation that we miss it the most. We can miss the things of God, amen, by deferring. The woman at the well, she was still deferring. She knew that there's a prophecy. She knew that there's a Messiah coming. But here's the Messiah standing before her. But she could not identify the Messiah. Come on. Is that not the church? We'll be playing around the prophecy. We'll be dancing around the prophecy. But we cannot see, amen, what God is doing. How he's expressing. Because those things ought to be taught. All right? In the church, we only teach people prophecy. Prophecy is coming. Ah, we get excited. We run. Amen? But we don't teach people how to track. How to understand. Amen? This is that. How to build. How to extract prophecy. How do we extract it? How do we glean? How do we, how do we learn from the things? What are the things that have come to pass and that are yet to come to pass? 
If the American church has studied some of the prophecy that has gone before Donald Trump, I'm telling you, the church will not be in this mess. Kim Clement said what some of the most profound, some of the, he, he made some of the most profound declaration about amen, the president of, of Donald Trump and this one. Kim Clement, that guy is dead now. That guy was tapping into things in the spirit by the spirit of a psalmist. That's the easiest way to pick the prophetic. When you, when you, when you, when you, when you tap in, into the spirit through the, you know, the, the, the vehicle of, of the psalmist spirit, it's easy to hear things. But you see, that guy was just hearing things. Not himself can even interpret the things he heard. You see, hearing things is one thing. Interpreting things is another thing. Interpreting what you have heard. That's why, listen, I don't make myself, you know, a, a sole interpreter of my prophecy. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Because, you know, a prophet can hear. You know, when a prophet, that's why the prophet will say, what is this? And they will have to show him. They have to tell him. He can see, but he does not understand what he's seeing. And sometimes, amen, we express what we see, all right, through our words. And we, we just declare that way. And we tell the people, this is what I've said, and it shall come to pass. But they have not given you the interpretation. So when they give you prophecy, you also need to wait for the interpretation. What are we doing? We're trying to correct the mess in the church, in the body of Christ. The church in America today is divided because some people believe that, well, that prophecy was, it was error. Some says no, and the, the, the prophecy is true. In fact, till tomorrow, some people are still saying, no, uh, Donald Trump is going to be, is going to take over. I mean, come on, you've you got to understand what the Lord is doing. God gives you a prophetic word. Amen. Interpretation is another thing. Listen to this. I, 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 I stand to be corrected. But most prophets do not have the full capacity to interpret what they have seen. Like I said, I stand to be corrected. But I believe, at least from my own personal, you know, that's why the Bible says, one should prophesy. Amen. Two should, watch, two should judge. What are they judging? They're interpreting the, the prophecy. One should prophesy. So the fact that you can give a prophetic word does not make you, amen, the all, the, the all almighty. No. You need people. You need, amen, the ministry, amen, of the elders. You need sound elders in the church. You need people that have been graced, amen. People that can, people that are not moved by the emotions of the prophecy, amen. These guys, they sit down and they are listening to the prophecy and they are able to bring accuracy. We don't have that in the church. We have to build that again. We have to build that. One should prophesy. Two should judge. Judging the prophecy doesn't mean they're condemning it. No. They're trying to, they're trying to understand. You see, because prophecy, amen, is, is God's word with the heart of God revealed. Prophecy is God's word with the heart of God revealed. So people who have the understanding, amen, of these two ministries, the word of God and the heart of God, they sit down. It's called the ministry of elders. There are elders. Every house must have an elder. The body of Christ must have elders. We need to start building, training elders. We have few of them. They are elders. Every society, every nation have elders. What is going on in America, hallelujah, today requires elders to intervene. But many of the elders too have been compromised. At least you know, many of those elders that are still drawing from, you know, from the past. They're still trying to interpret what God is saying you know, via you know, the new day of Joshua through the spirit of Moses. 
to when they call for you know prophets they're still recycling the same old ones who are still seeing amen things based on the old order that's what i'm seeing going on particularly in america and like look at these people you don't understand you want you want god to give you clarity regarding what is going on today you must move away from the old order you must move away from this old prophets these old prophets do, do not have, the, they have not been given, amen, the insight, the grace, amen, to give clarity. They may see things, but they don't have the interpretation of what's going on. If you want to act, if you want to know what's going on, come ask, amen, people like us who will give you clarity. Before Donald Trump, amen, lost, we made, I gave a prophetic, in fact, not even a prophetic word. I did a write-up and I said, it. maybe Donald Trump, amen, has fulfilled the reason why God, amen, brought him to the throne. But his job is not finished yet. And there are ways you can come back and continue what God, you see. But when people have this idea, you know why they have that idea? Because they believe, okay, Donald Trump is fulfilling or, uh, uh, their desire, you know, as, as you know, evangelical. Or is promoting, you know, the, the free movement of the church. That is not what the church needs. The church needs, the American church particularly needs persecution. And guess what? Kim Clement said it. I heard it a few days ago in one of his you know, prophecies. He said it. The days of darkness is coming. Because the church in America, Donald Trump cannot save the church. When God wants to save the church, amen, God uses amen, the rod hallelujah, of, of, of correction via amen, the political system. All right? That's why Biden is there. Biden is there to awaken the church. With all those laws this guy is passing right now, isn't the church getting up? I saw my brother a few days ago, uh, 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 Fouché, was his name? Yes, Fouché, this guy in America. I mean, we talk about revival. This guy is steering the nation. Young, dy dynamic, vibrant, fire. <laughs> Young people, people are coming to the Lord. If this did, did not happen, if the persecution did not happen, maybe the guy will still be singing. This guy is a singer. But now this guy has turned to a powerful evangelist. This is what we're talking about. Persecution is coming to the South African church. May God raise one that will stay. You see, now suddenly everybody wants Mokwe Mokwe to become the president. I say, look at these people, they are so blind. Mokwe Mokwe is doing what he needs to do. Leave him there where he's doing his work. Don't bring him into politics. <laughs> See, the church, we're so afraid. Why? Because we have not been taught. We have not been built up. We have not been empowered. We have not been resourced regarding, amen, how things, how the things of God unfolds. So we're looking for Messiah here and there. No. You're looking for somebody to give us, you know, uh, a word that will encourage us. Sometimes the word is, you will have to go into captivity. <laughs> You will have to go into captivity so you will know what it means. When God speaks, you will respond. David said, once the Lord spoke, twice I heard that all power belongs to God. Though that doesn't come by just by revelation. It comes by experience. It comes because you know that the first time God spoke, you didn't listen. Okay, I'll show you. Your word and your staff, they comfort me. Your rod and your staff. This is the day where the staff and the rod, amen, are in operation. And we all need it. Amen. I need it just as you, amen, you need it. Our city, our nation needs it. We need both the rod and the staff. No, the church just wants the staff. No, you're going to get the rod too. You're going to get, because the rod, amen, is, is for correction. 
It's for correction, amen. A good shepherd know how to use the rod and the staff, amen, to you know to lead the sheep. Yes, when the sheep wants to go astray and he's been trying, now the sheep doesn't. He uses the rod to break the leg of the sheep. Yes, and he still carries that sheep. So the sheep next time, amen, will fall in line. That's a that's a spirit they want to take from the world. They want, in fact, they, they they are challenging the church now that you don't give us a rod. No, we don't want a rod. We only want the staff. But who gets to be corrected? As long as the old Adamic nature is ruling your life, you better believe it. You need both the rod and the staff because that's what that is what go, that is what is going to comfort you. It's not to destroy you. That's what the Bible says. Your rod and your staff. David says they comfort me. Who gets to be comforted by rod? <laughs> when you when you when you use the rod and the staff guess what people will leave they will leave your house they will go look for somebody else who who only has amen the staff and the reason he's using the staff is because he cannot afford to pay for his bills so when he says anything that will offend guess what he knows people are gonna leave no so he said just leave the door open everybody can come come with whatever you can just come the way you are have you heard a message come the way you are Yes, come the way you are, but you cannot stay the way you are because heaven wants to align you. And because there's a rebellion, there's a false spirit, there's as an ungodly spirit that we have inherited that is going to take the rod, amen, to correct. They say, you spare the rod, you spoil the child. That, that is not just a word, amen, for, you know, for our biological children alone, amen. That is also a word for the, for the church. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I talked as a child. I reasoned like a child. Every time. Have you noticed the parents, every time they're forever correcting the child. They're forever fighting. They're forever screaming. You know, oh my good God, sometimes you need to see me with my children. You, have, I'm, you know, you almost think that you've lost it because you're forever. Hey, don't, don't, don't. That's a child for you. And sometimes you have to, you have to, you know, okay, yes, time out. Time out in the room. Time out in the room. When God puts a time out on you, that's not the time to begin to frown your face and begin to get angry. Why? Because God wants you, amen, to learn. And the humanistic ungodly spirit that we're saying today that is coming out, they say, no, don't touch, don't touch the child, don't talk to the child. Just, just leave the child. That's why they're destroying, amen. they're actually destroying a generation, the next generation you know, are being destroyed, but not on my watch, not in my house. Not in my somebody cannot pass a law somewhere, all right, that that becomes an issue to you in your own house. They're not living in your house, they don't know what's going on. Now, God God gave you children, He committed those children into your hand, into your hand, because He deems you fit, worthy, amen, to raise that child. Then somebody pass a law somewhere that impacts, that limits, that chains you. That you can't speak, you can't correct your child. No one that 10 years old today, 12 years old, are getting pregnant. And to make it worse, all right, the government pays them three three hundred rand every month to de to destroy their life the more. So they live in a vicious cycle. And you call it, you know, uh, uh, welfare. Which what welfare? You're destroying destiny, and you call them welfare. I see that happening in all of this community here. You gotta wake up. You gotta wake up. If you don't have if you don't have the philosophy of the word of God you will never rise up you will never fulfill the purpose of God you'll be making mistake and the government will be blowing you know you know air on it and say okay it's fine it's fine you're fine no you're not fine 
You need to be rebuked. You need to be corrected. You need the rod and the staff to bring comfort into your life. In a day where people amen, are not thought amen, to, to face reality. No wonder when they get to the age of 15, they, I can't take it again. I want to die. You, what have you faced in life? Age of 15, you want to commit suicide. Why? Because they don't understand what it means. They've not been taught. A generation has been lost. Is this the same generation where we're going to raise amen, to stand for God? There has to be a different kind of leadership. We're not, nobody's talking about abuse here. Because that's what they call it. When you say something contrary to what they believe, they say it's an abuse. No, nobody's talking of abuse. When I was growing up, my, my Lord help me. <laughs> I tell you, I got some correction. I got some lot of rods. And those rods today has made me one of the finest men on earth. I can say that. I can say that. That those good rods, I tell you, they brought comfort to my life. Back then, you think, oh no. Even if the people who did it, amen, did it with anger and pain. But guess what? Joseph turned up to become, amen, the prime minister. Come on. People who don't understand what life is, what humans ought to be. Who don't understand the concept, amen, of the fall, of the first man. They want to tell us how to live life. You've got to wake up, friends. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God is changing us. He's, he's building us. And, you know, I was just sharing yesterday with, you know, uh, my family and the people working in the house here. You know, it's not an easy thing to want to build. If you want to build, get ready to be messed up. A lot of people want newness. But the definition of newness, biblically, means get ready to be disrupted. Get ready to be disrupted. You want newness in your life? Get ready, amen, to be disrupted. Because newness means they're going to reorder your life, all right? They're going to they're gonna knock things down, all right? You, you want to change your life, all right? You want something new. You want a new house. You want a new... Yeah, all right, go, get ready. Everything's going to get messy. And sometimes you won't like it. You'll be stepping on things, amen, you, you never thought you would step on. All kinds of dust, all kinds of issues, everything. Because newness means they have to dig into you. They have to expose the things that are there. So people rather will just stay with where, what, what they have. Don't, don't, don't touch my tranquility. Just leave me the way I am. No wonder they never achieve anything. No wonder they never grow. No wonder they never become a leader tomorrow. No, no wonder they can't take anything because they just want to be where they want to be. They just want to be where they want to be. But if you want change, if you want, if you want to expand, all right, you've got to be ready to be in the sun. You've got to be ready, amen, to carry, amen, the, the, you know, the, the cement. You've got to be ready, amen, to, you know, to, to, to break the brick. You have, uh, they, they must shape you to size, you know. Uh, I have to learn, you know, how to, how to, how to, how to chisel, amen, uh, you know, uh, a brick. You, you know, all of this, you have to learn new things. It's part of newness. For the joy that is set before you. Excuse me. What is set before you? What has God set before you? What are you doing, amen, to move? I say, I'm pushing the church towards that point, towards that place where we can fulfill, we can come into destiny. Destiny does not come by chance. It comes by choice. If you ever think, oh, well, I've been destined for greatness. So just fold your hand. 
And one day greatness is going to come. You're going to meet your side on the side of failure. Destiny comes by deliberate choice. It's been destined. You've been prophesied for greatness. You've been prophesied to lead. <laughs> well, God asked Joseph how he got to that point of his dream. He saw. He saw the dream. Yes. He saw the position. Yes. But what part led him to the fulfillment? What about David? Yes. He was destined to rule. But what happened? Esther was destined to rule. But what happened? Slavery led her to the place of destiny. Nobody gets to destiny by folding their hands. No. You have to go through the contradiction of, of what you saw. Listen to this. For the things that you have, you have seen to come to pass, you have to go through the contradiction. You have to go through the, the opposite side is what leads you to your destiny. The opposite route is what leads you to destiny. <laughs> Think about it. It's the opposite route that will lead you to destiny. They show you greatness. Be ready to face persecution. Be, be ready to be rejected. Be ready, amen, to serve. Be ready, amen, to be, to be, to be spoken against. Be ready to... Uh, come on. We read it yesterday. Was it yesterday or two days ago? Jesus was telling his disciples. Was it Matthew 16? He said, behold, we go to Jerusalem. Behold, we are going to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the place that is destined for the bathing of the things of God. He said, but we, behold, we go to Jerusalem. There they will sell me, amen, to the, they will hand me over to the Gentiles. And what would they do? What would the Gentiles do? They will spit on me. They will abuse me. They will insult me. He says, so that the things that have been, have been written by the prophets to be fulfilled. So that the things that have been prophesied by the prophets to be fulfilled. I pray you will understand this. Everything that I was shown, you know, about fulfilling God's purpose in this nation are the opposite that I'm doing today. Does it mean that the prophecy failed? No. Like I always say, the interpretation, the pathway to fulfilling that thing where where churches will come and say, come help us. You, you take over this church. You lead us. We're giving you. We're giving you the responsibility to lead us, to show us what to do next. Those are the things I saw. Those are the things people saw. Leading leaders, empowering them, building them up. <laughs> but when I came to this nation, guess what? The leaders are at my greatest challenge. They are the ones that don't want me around. They are the ones stoning me. You don't, we don't want you here. It is always the opposite. You go around saying things. I, I, I hope you're not inviting that guy to your church. <laughs> you see, you, you cannot develop hatred because uh, what God said to you is not panning out. No. You're going to go through a season, amen, of the opposite direction, of the opposition of your vision. Every vision has got, amen, opposition. Every vision has got opposition. I'm going to go to Nehemiah. But before I go to Nehemiah, I'm showing you what Isaiah saw. The son of Amos. Concerning Judah and Jerusalem. The, the place where we are going to bear the things of God. You see, if you, don't, if you don't take your stand on the prophecy that has gone forth. 
If you don't war good warfare, listen, it's not going to come to pass. <laughs> Only the strong survive. The strong in the law. This is what Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last day, the mountain of the lost temple. The mountain of the lost temple. Imagine that. A mountain with temple. A mountain, mountain. On top of the mountain is the temple of the Lord. Listen to this. In the last day, the mountain of the lost temple. So the temple is a mountain. The mountain, Alea, is a place of the establishment, amen, of the temple of God. The mountain. When you say mountain, you say temple. When you say temple, you say mountain. <laughs> there, are two, there, are, there are two different things that mean the same thing. And they two the same thing, amen. Maybe representing different things. The mountain of the Lord's temple will be established. That word stood out for me. Will be established. So it's a, it's a progressive thing. It will be established. It's not established yet. But it will be established. So <laughs> regardless of what anybody thinks. Either in the political system. In the economic system. In the UN. All right, those who are trying to manipulate things. All right. Who are even trying to sell, you know, us, you know, uh, fake vaccine, you know, all, all kinds of things. The mountain of the lost house will be established. When something is established, it means the thing is firmly, firmly rooted, unmovable, unshakable. Does that sound like somebody I know? His name is called the rock of all ages. Yes. The mountain of the Lord's temple. You are that mountain, you are that temple that God, amen, is elevating, that God is constructing. Jesus said, I will build my church. That church is a temple, amen. But this church is built, amen, on a mountain. Not just on a rock, but on a mountain. It, it is visible. Why is on the mountain? It's because of the visibility. It will be clear, but not just clear, amen. It will be able to hear what God is saying. It will be close to heaven. It will be able to hear and also be able to what? To, to distribute the voice of God to the nations. It's from there, amen, that people will pick the signal. What are we doing? I'm fulfilling the scripture here. When we are online, that's why, you know, we're praying. God will touch people's heart, amen, to give to us so we can continually maintain, amen, our, our broadcast. This is the mountain of the Lord. I didn't understand that until the Lord told me, <laughs> taking the cyber world, amen, Take it, you see, when you take the cyber world, you've taken the highest mountain. <clears throat> there are all kinds of mountains. There are all kinds of, every sector of human life, it might represent a mountain. But the strongest of the mountain in this last day is the cyber world, is the cyber mountain. Anything you can take and establish, amen, through the internet ministry, guess what you've established? Have you noticed that the churches that we have physically built are almost becoming obsolete? I watched, uh, you know, uh, um, a clip that was sent to me by, you know, somebody not too long ago about, you know, uh, um, T.D. Jakes. He was preaching. He was preaching a powerful message in an empty church. I think there were about two or three people there. And the Lord began to open my eyes to see that. He, he was preaching. Dancing in the desert. That was the name of the, of the man. And he was preaching. I think I, I, think I saw about two or three people. But massive, ma of course it's his church, massive building. Where are the people? God is speaking. Why? God, God is saying something to him. 
Because they are the one that led the church in this prosperity and led the church to, to take a wrong detour. So when God begins to walk in their life, it tells us something is happening. We're gonna we continue to pray that God will bring perfected healing into their heart, into their life. So they can see and openly repent to the people and say, we missed it. God is establishing a, a mountain in this season in time. And this mountain, as we continue to take our stand and make proclamation and make declaration from this height, listen, the nations were here. In the last day, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the chief among the mountains. I told you, there are, there are kingdoms rising. There are mountains rising. So don't just think, well, well, we, we're just building the mountain of the Lord. As you're building, you better understand that there are other mountains also rising up. There are, there are other kingdoms also coming up, all right? Yes, and the reason for that is to challenge you. Is to try to frustrate you. Is to try to pull you down if they can. The Bible says, and, and Satan took Jesus to the highest pinnacle. Satan took Jesus to the highest pinnacle, to the highest mountain. Amen. Of the city. And from there he took Jesus, amen, to where? To the highest pinnacle, to the highest pinnacle, to the highest mountain. That's where battles are. And these are our dimension, amen, of the state of our mind. Your, 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 your mind, the state of your mind, amen, is, is, one of the, is one of the mountains that you've got to take. The state of your spirit is one of the mountains you've got to take. We've got to take this mountain. We've got to be able to overcome, amen, the high places. We've got to cast down, amen, imaginations. I think that have exalted themselves above the knowledge of God. We have to bring them down. We have to, amen, continually ad advance and ascend. We have the capacity. The technology has been given to us. The mountain of the, of the lost house will be established as the chief among the mountains. It will be raised above the hills. And all nations. All nations will stream there. There are mountains rising up. Let me quickly finish this this morning. I'll take you to our, uh, one of our key scriptures that, we, <clears throat> that we've been looking into. What are we doing? We're redefining, amen, how to rethink church. We're redefining, amen, how to rethink church. We're redefining how, amen, our stones can become living again so that, amen, they can fit into their rightful place in the reconstruction of this order of a house that heaven is building in this season in time. What are we doing, amen? We are rethinking how to become functional, amen, in our capacity. In our position, in our calling, amen. We are rethinking how we can rise up, amen, and, and express the intentions of God. We are ruling in the midst of our enemy. This is how Jesus won. I told you. We have to find the technology of how Jesus established the will of God in the days where there is an empire. There's a Roman empire, amen, in place. There's a Roman Empire, and then you have the Sindrins, you have the Pharisees, you have the Sadducees, you have all of these seas. Come on, you have all this empire, you have these kingdoms, amen, who are in charge, controlling the people. Yet Jesus could not be stopped. He fulfilled the intentions of God. You have to, I have to find that technology without raising a sword. Without raising a sword. That is the key word. Let me quickly show you this last scripture. When Sambalat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry. 
So we're going to know how to deal with anger. People are going to be getting angry. All kinds of things. When you, when you begin to raise the bar, when you begin to raise the standard of the things of God, get ready amen, for resistance. People will be angry at you for no reason. But there's a reason. Because you're touching things that others refused to touch in the past. Because you're making demand. Amen. You're calling out things. You're you are, you are speaking about things. You know, Sambalat in his widest imagination could never believe that out of Babylon, out of captivity, somebody will come to want to fix that which they thought they have conquered. I mean, it, it was a big blow to Sambalat. I said it was a big blow to Sambalat. He thought, this church is finished. This Jerusalem, we finished, we finished them. We've destroyed their wall. we burned their gates. You know, the people are in fear. The, at least the few people that, that are left behind. You see, because back in those days, when you conquer a city, you still need to populate the city. So you keep siding people. But they are chief people. They are key people. They are leader. You take them into captivity. Amen. It's called brain drain. All right. The, the people that are, that, are, that are good, the scientists, you know, the, the key guys, you take them to captivity. The best were taken to captivity. The, the fearful ones, you know, the, the ignoble ones are the ones left behind. But guess what? Nehemiah did not see that. To him, those people are God's people. Ah, I say may God give us the spirit of Nehemiah in this day. We need that understanding. We have to. We have to be passionate about the people of God. When you look at uh, the state, the life of people, you something in you should be able to say, no, what can we do? Jesus said, make them sit, give them rest, and feed them. When you strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. When the sheep scatter, amen, they, they will be scouting around. They become scavengers. That is why people are running from here to there looking for all kinds of false, false prophets to give them a, a, a false hope. Because the church has been scattered. The leadership has been scattered. Invaders, marauders can come into the land all right, and invade. You see, there's something going on right now in Nigeria. Where, you know, foreign cattle rearers are invading the nation and they are killing, they are killing the indigenous people. Foreign invaders saying they are nomads. That is a powerful prophetic signal that the nation has been taken over. How do you do that? That's one of the, that's one of the words God gave you know, as, you know, as, you know, as, as, in fact, as a prophetic curse for any nation that turns against him. He said, I will, he said, for, I will allow foreigners to invade your land. And you will not be able to do anything. This is, this is what is going on in Nigeria. I'm sure many of the prophets are not seeing it. And many of the churches are not seeing it. It's never done. But that's one of the things God said that will happen to the children of Israel. If you forsake me, if you turn your heart, he said, I will, I, will, I will send foreigners to invade your land. The land is being invaded. Somebody comes all the way from the, from the northern part, invade the northern part, and you get to the southern part of Nigeria in the name of, you know, rearing cattle. Even when they say, okay, they're giving you, they're, the government wants to give you a place where you can do your cattle. They don't say, no, we, we can, our cattle can graze anywhere in the nation. Where is it done? 
In a nation where you want development, you want, you want to build, you, you, you're talking about modernizing the land. They still want to do things in the old way. But, and these are supposed to be cattle rearers, but they're carrying AK-47. They're carrying guns. They're carrying my, 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 you know, all kinds of you know, weapons. How, how do you do that? That's prophecy coming to pass. So the church needs to wake up and see that, hey, this battle is not fighting physical. This is a spiritual warfare. We need to return back to God. Rather than the pastors going to look for, you know, you know, special security guys to guard them. How many people do you want to guard in your church? Because some of these will, will still come with, you know, with, with suicide vests. Come into your church and blow everybody up. We need to cry to God and say, Lord, we indeed we have allowed we have allowed foreigners to invade our land, to invade our nation. We we, we recognize what we have done because we've turned away from you. We've we've turned your things to a joke. We've we've made we've made merchants of, of your things, Lord. We turn to you. That's what they need to do. It's, it's clear. It's clear. If we don't do that, foreigners will invade our land. The foreigners here are not just, you know, people coming to, to migrate. No, you say, like, you know, you see what, what happened in South Africa. You want to kill the foreigners. No matter the amount of foreigners you kill, you cannot stop amen, this invasion. You have to return to God. This is a prophetic word. Foreigners are not the one taking amen, your, 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 your food or your, your jobs. No, no. You have to return to God because there is more than enough in the land if we will return to the Lord. There's more than enough in the land to feed the people. There's more than enough in the land amen, to develop, to empower the people. But you see, look at what is going on in the government. Corruption. Is that foreigners? It's time to hear the truth. And the truth will set us free. No matter how powerful we are, if we turn away from God, America, foreigners will invade your land. Foreigners will invade. You see, whenever the Bible talks about foreigners, it's talking about, amen, foreign spirits. Foreign spirits. And today, many of us have even allowed kinds of foreign spirits to invade our space. Foreign philosophy, foreign ideologies. We are being governed by amen by a foreign policy. Policy coming from China is governing South Africa, governing or you know Ethiopia, governing amen, uh, uh, Sudan, governing Nigeria, governing Kenya. Foreign policies. It's time we wake up and see these things. We don't want to live under the curse of God. We want to rise up. We want to turn. And listen to this. Only those who yield their heart, who yield their soul to the Lord, amen, will understand these things. Only the truth will set us free. If you tune to this channel, you tune to truth. And we say it the way it is. Even with burden on our heart, we share the word so people can be free. You shall know the truth. The truth you don't know will never set you free. As a nation, as a society, as a family, you will remain in perpetual bondage and in darkness. The truth you do not know cannot set you free. It's not enough to have an understanding, to have information, to have, you know, you know, residual knowledge about the truth. You have to you have to love the truth. You have to first become a truth lover before, amen, you become a, you know, a, a, a national of a nation. 
See, people love their nation first before they love. I mean, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong if you love your nation. If you love your nation enough to stand for truth. But if you love your nation, even when they're in error, then you have joined those destroying the land. You've joined those destroying the, the land. See, I love my nation enough to say the truth, to tell them the truth. I love the nation of America enough, amen, to tell them the truth. I love this land, South Africa. I'm sent here to tell her the truth. And we make no apology for proclaiming the truth. When Sambalat heard that we are building, we are rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was quite upset. Are you ready to deal with this thing? You'll be wondering, but what, why is this person so upset with me? What have I done? Uh, you don't need to do anything. You just need to track what you're doing in the spirit. The more you start praying in the spirit, you start addressing things by the spirit, you will begin to see two things happen around you. Favor will begin to come towards you and people will also start hating you. In fact, people you thought <laughs> you were in good times where you love, they love you. When you stop taking your place in the spirit, get ready for a backlash. Get ready. You became angry and was quite upset. And in the presence of his colleague and the army of Samaria, Samaria the army of Samaria were the ones that invaded the land. They were the occupants. They, they had occupied all right, Jerusalem. And, uh, all right? So in the presence of his, of his colleagues, his friends, and the army of Samaria, he said, what are these feebles, these feeble Jews doing, these weak Jews doing, this weak church, what are they doing? <laughs> That's what they're going to be calling what we're doing right now. I remember when we began to proclaim this thing. But seven years ago, online, people were saying, what is this crazy thing this guy is doing? What is this thing? What, 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 is this how you do ministry? Many of them, when the corona began, they all ran into the online ministry. Now they've opened the church, they're back. They didn't, get, they didn't get the memo. What are these feeble Jews doing? What are they doing? If you allow the opinions of people, what people are saying to your hearings to distract you, to discourage you, then you have not, you have not, you have not learned the basics that you need to learn in terms of amen, engaging the things of God. To engage the things of God, your head must be strong. Your forehead must be strong. That's what God said to Ezekiel. I'm going to make your forehead strong or else... These words are going to get into you and you're going to become weak. You're going to become feeble. You're going to get tired. You're going to get discouraged and you, you might want to run away. What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they lift, will they lift up themselves? Will they bring themselves out of this rubble? Out of this mess? We are. Sambalat, you better listen. We are coming out of our mistake. We are coming out of our weakness. We are coming out, amen. We are recognizing that we have dwelt too long, amen, in this dust. We are rising. These stones are going to live again. No matter how burnt you think they are, they are coming to life. Because the spirit of the Lord is bringing, breathing new life again in us. Friends, this is where I'm going to stop today. <clears throat> I believe God's word. 
is bringing change, is bringing life, is bringing hope, is bringing direction to us. We are a generation rising up in the power of this new day. As, 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 as Nehemiah received the word of the Lord, even though he was in captivity, he had favor from God. And the favor caused the king to look up to him, to look to him with mercy. May God's mercy this day begin to find, yes, inroad in our life such that people with resources will look at us, yes, with mercy and send us to go carry out, to go fulfill what we need to carry out for the Lord. Yes. Father, we thank you. Lord, we glorify your name. Your word will not fail. Heaven and earth will pass away. But not a stroke of your word will go unfulfilled. What a word this morning again. What a time in your presence. What a truth. What an expression. What an injection of revelation. May this word continue to lead us. To build us. To, to empower us. To energize us. We take our place and we declare. We are unstoppable. We have become invincible. This church that you call the mountain of, yes, your temple is rising. Nations are streaming to this order. We bless you, O God. We glorify you. We thank you, O God, that one, O God, is becoming a thing. The thing is becoming a hundred. And a hundred is become, becoming a thousand. The list in the house of David are becoming like God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. For truth, for grace, for life, for your light that is shining. Honor and glory to you, Lamb of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Well, once again, we bless the Lord for the richness of his word. I want to believe that uh, this word, amen, has found you in the place of relevance this morning. We thank God for the grace to continue to believe God for great things. I want to speak the blessings of God into your life again. May this word continue to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. May your life continue to radiate the radiance of God's glory in this glorious day. God bless you. I'll see you again hopefully tomorrow by God's grace. Have yourself a wonderful day. Bye-bye.